You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hello, thanks for joining us on another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore. I'm the Communications Manager at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today, my guest is back on the show. I'm happy to have her back. It's Christy Lunsford. She's been involved in the cannabis and hemp movement for more than a decade and provides consulting and education as well. And on top of that, she's hosting state-level symposiums on hemp throughout the year 2019 and, most exciting, hosting an add-on workshop to NCIA's summer conference. It's called NCIA's Hemp Biz Conference. That's the add-on workshop, and it's going to be at our upcoming Cannabis Business Summit and Expo in July. Christy, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much, Bethany. It's great to be on. Absolutely. So uh, let's let's catch up a little. You've been on the show before. It was a couple years, actually. Um, but for those who didn't get a chance to listen to that episode, I encourage you to do so. Um, but let's tell our listeners uh, more about your background and your experience, um, even before being in the cannabis industry. Sure. So, I mean... If you go way, way back, I grew up in my father's coin store in Grand Junction, Colorado, which was a lot of fun being around all kinds of different coins and metals. Um, but after I graduated from college and came to Denver, I 
worked for a couple different interior design firms and um, I'm a bit of a fiber junkie. So my first experience with a cannabis plant professionally was with hemp fiber. Cool. Yeah. As um, window coverings, upholstery, um, even hemp rugs that we put into high-end homes all over the U.S., but primarily in mountain towns in, in Colorado. Huh. I wouldn't mind a hemp rug myself. <laughs> They're Sounds beautiful. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Well, thanks Thanks for um, taking us through that. Um, but as I mentioned, you, you've been in the cannabis and hemp world for quite a while. So... Um, you know what? What's what's your reason for for working in the cannabis and hemp move it movement? And um, you know what, what kinds of things have you been doing in this space sure. over the years? Sure. So you know, I migrated from interior design into cultivating marijuana under House Bill 1284 back in the late um, teens. Um, and I loved to grow was my favorite thing. Um, but as the laws change, I grew my business along with them. I held some of the first licenses with the city and county of Denver for cultivation and product manufacturing. Um, because I could not get a bank account, I became a founding member of National Cannabis Industry Association. Um, and Thank have you for that, yes. <laughs> well, absolutely. And, you know, if you're, ha- if you're in hemp or cannabis and you're having banking problems, certainly look at the only organization which really has a foothold in D.C. at working on banking access. And, of course, that's in CIA. Um, but you know, having lost my bank account. And I remember calling 30 different banking institutions, um, both credit unions and banks in 2010, trying to just obtain um, the basic services. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I ended up selling those businesses due to a lack of um, banking and um, went to work for one of the major infused product manufacturing companies in uh, Colorado. And that is where we launched the first CBD product line from hemp in 2012. Um, And I found myself in a space where a lot of people knew what THC was, and they were very passionate about THC for all the wonderful medical benefits and um, uh, relaxation. Relaxation. Thank you. I was going to say mind expanding. But I like relaxation, but uh, benefits of THC, but literally only a handful of people in 2012 really understood the benefits of CBD Mm -hmm. um, as a health and wellness constituent of the cannabis plant. So I developed a, a course of study called endocannabinoidology, and I was honestly just in the right place at the right time with the passion and the skill set. But we were doing a weekly, monthly um, webcast for chiropractic and the naturopathic community back then. Oh, wow. Teach them about the endocannabinoid system, how CBD worked, and then to place the CBD product line in their offices. So, um, so yeah, I've done a lot of different things, you know, um, Cannabis has really been my life for the last decade. I do a lot of writing. I've been published twice. Um, my history of hemp uh, 
in the Hemp Connoisseur magazine. It was a five-part part series in 2013 to 14, and then they used it in their national launch as an ad-free 12-page insert. So that was very cool. Nice. Yeah, and then you know, having such a broad base of understanding, I do a lot of consulting and application writing in emerging states. We won a New York license, one of the five for our client. Woo, congrats. Thank you. Thank you. That was, feels yeah. like a long time ago. <laughs> it was. Um, and, you know, mentoring and just education. So um, growing the hemp industry, growing the cannabis industry through either one-on-one -on -one or um, different educational courses that we do. That's awesome. Thank you so much for everything you do. Oh, that's great. Um, and, and of course, you know, now that the farm bill has passed and now everybody seems to know what CBD is, it's great to have somebody, um, you know, that has background on it, you know, um, and, and isn't, you know, you, you can sort the truth from from the falsehoods that are out there pretty quickly, I'm sure. Absolutely. And mm -hmm. I, honestly, Bethany, I don't know what happened in February. It was like the CBD part of the industry just exploded mm -hmm. overnight. Yep. And there is a lot of sifting that needs to be done. But yes, as you Agreed. are very aware, watching the marijuana industry grow, you were right there in the mix when the sifting happened. Um, on the THC side of the plant. So mm -hmm. we are, you know, we're five to six years kind of ahead of what this looks like in our, in our knowledge base, having just gone through that plant. Yep. So true. Um, okay. So we've got a couple of minutes before our first commercial break. So, so let's bring it back to the present. Um, yes, you're, you're hosting these state level hemp business symposiums. They kicked off earlier this year in the state of Kansas and I understand there were more than 300 farmers at this event, plus plus the workshop that's coming up at our our event at our national conference, I'm sure is gonna be big as well. Um, tell me more about the symposiums and the workshop and, and what you can expect to learn at those events. Sure, so although I've been working both in cannabis and in hemp for quite a while now, I really, I. I had a gut feeling that the farm bill would finally pass in 2018. And so I've transitioned a lot of my education over to the hemp side of things. And mm -hmm. after doing an assessment of what was in the market, there was no real, there were lots of panels. There were lots of um, general conversations about what people were doing, but no real place for someone who was wanting to come into the industry as an investor mm. or start a new company to really learn the basics. So we did the Kansas Hemp Symposium, and that was really tailored to what that market needed, which was agricultural education. Mm -hmm. And due to the vast network of professionals that I'm in touch with, I was able to find a farmer who had experience in two different um, climate zones who had three years of experience growing hemp. And when you look at it, in the mindscape of prohibition of hemp has been in place for 81 years. Um, no one knew how to, no one knows how to grow hemp. No one knows really what it needs, what its nutrient needs are, mm. how to harvest, how to, what's the best planting methodology. So we have taken a really cultivated pro, uh, program from Kansas to Michigan to Illinois. And um, now 
will be doing something similar with NCIA at Hemp Cannabis Biz Summit. But it is really, it touches on so many things. What are the implications of the Farm Bill? How will it affect your business? If you are a cannabis farmer or looking to transition into hemp or a soybean farmer, sunflower farmer, um, I've learned so much about other crops like alfalfa. These farmers are, <laughs> yeah, who knew? Um, these farmers are all transferring their knowledge into growing industrial hemp and CBD hemp. So we have a hemp segment on agriculture. Um, we have everything from best practices. So that would be how to transport your crop. What are the extraction methodologies that work best? Uh, product development. Um, for on the CBD th side of things, we uh, have developed a module on FDA labeling and marketing mm -hmm. to keep you in compliance there so you don't get a letter or worse, have your company shut down. Absolutely. Yeah, we talk a lot about market data, how to acquire new customers, uh, basically everything you need to know to run a successful and profitable hemp company. And there's a lot to it. It's not like you can roll out of bed and say, I'm going to make this happen. There's a lot of knowledge that needs to be transferred. Absolutely. Great. I'm really looking forward to it um, at the Cannabis Business Summit and Expo. And again, if you're interested, that is an add-on workshop called NCIA's Hemp Biz Conference. And that's on day one of our Cannabis Business Summit and Expo. Uh, all right, we're going to hop on a quick commercial break here, and then we'll be right back to chat more with Christy Lunsford about hemp and everything in between. Stay tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. The National Cannabis Industry Association's 6th Annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo returns to San Jose, California's McInerney Convention Center July 22nd through the 24th. Register today at CannabisBusinessSummit.com and take part in the most influential, award-winning cannabis conference and trade show hosted by the cannabis industry's only national trade association. NCIA's Cannabis Business Summit and Expo offers attendees three days of engagement and interactive programs. Arrive early so you can participate in our pre-conference workshops and off-site tours. Join hundreds upon hundreds of exhibitors and thousands upon thousands of attendees at NCIA's 6th Annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo, July 22nd to the 24th in San Jose, California. Register today at CannabisBusinessSummit.com. That's CannabisBusinessSummit.com. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth sheepskin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z dot com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. 
This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice podcast on Cannabis Radio, and we're chatting with Christy Lunsford, who is a hemp expert and is hosting hemp business symposiums and workshops this year that if you're interested in getting involved in the hemp or CBD industry, this would be very valuable for you. So, um, Christy, let's do let's do a little background in history on hemp. Um how it's been used historically. I think you said it's been 81 years uh, since hemp was a part of our culture, more um, more entrenched in it anyway. And, and of course, all the way to the present where the farm bill recently passed, which includes hemp production here in the United States. So what does all that look like? Sure. So you know, I think it's important for listeners to understand that hemp has been part of humankind's culture since at least 300, I'm sorry, 3000 BC. Mm. Uh, hemp was regarded as one of the five grains in China, and it was farmed as a major food crop. Uh, the first paper was mashed hemp and mulberry um, wood pulp. Um, and that that literally was the first recorded paper, and that was in China as well. So hemp has it's not a new food, it's not a new medicine, and that becomes really important in the FDA conversation that I'm sure we'll be having. Um, that it is has been part of our culture. So if you if you speed up to t- today, what are the implications of the Farm Bill? So. Uh, Basically, the Farm Bill has been in the works for over 10 years. It was the 2014 Farm Bill before it became the 2018 Farm Bill. It was um, signed into law on December 20th of 2018. And basically, it legalizes hemp for agricultural production for both fiber and anything else we'd like to make out of it, primarily health and wellness products from CBD, cannabidiol. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, it's it's really a reawakening of another industry. And I can't tell you how lucky I have always thought I was that I got to be part of the emergence of the marijuana industry. And I thought, oh, box checked, we're good to go. But this, the hemp industry is so much different because you can cultivate outside. There are uh, mass uh, manufacturers like Procter and Gamble and CoverGirl, Estee Lauder. Um, I'm not saying those specific companies are getting into the hemp industry, but they are companies like that of larger status and financial backing mm-hmm. are all looking at how to 
access cannabidiols and be part of a brand new market that we're con- that we're able to launch that is not just the minority, which is the THC marijuana market. It is the majority because literally anyone can take advantage of the health and wellness benefits from CBD. I can only imagine all the marketing teams of all the major companies across the country sitting around a boardroom saying, what's missing? I got it. Let's add some CBD into it. Yeah. I <laughs> Put call, a bird on it. Yeah. I call it the just add water effect. Yep. <laughs> and, and, you know, it, it's... It's great to take advantage of a trend, but CBD is not always appropriate for every pot product line. So we're seeing, a, it's like an ocean, really, like an ebb and flow, but it's happening really fast. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, it's not that easy. Um, there's problems, there's challenges to the hemp and CBD industry, similar to cannabis. Um, what are, do you think we're going to see that much of the loophole or maybe not loopholes, but barriers to entry, banking problems, unfair tax. What's that going to look like for hemp? It's going to be a little different, right? It is. Absolutely. So I would say for hemp that the main problem right now is there is no industry infrastructure. There's no place to get seeds. If you are getting seeds, um, and and you're planting. Are they? How many males are you going to have? How do you cull your males? Um, there are significant issues surrounding the supply chain, which is not built out. Mm-hmm. Um, transport, yeah. How to dry? Um, all the you know. It's not like in marijuana cultivation where you have a consistent crop that you are harvesting and drying huge batches every four weeks. Um, in, in most of the U.S., you farm one hemp crop at a time. Um, in the southern areas, you can squeeze in two, maybe three. Mm-hmm. So how do you dry uh, tons of, of hemp CBD before it's processed? And then how do farmers find the extractors and how do they transport the hemp as well? Mm-hmm. So we're seeing a instantaneous build out of hemp infrastructure and a lot of people are making money but a lot of people are losing money which is a huge concern of mine Mm -hmm. and then in things like banking access um, I was just in touch with probably 20 different farmers and CBD product manufacturers just yesterday having a conversation about banking access Um, the the banks are hesitant to bank hemp money, even though it's federally legal, um, and they are waiting on um, communication, further communication from the federal government to yeah. clarify what the banking is. Um, well, then, this is uh, Mitch McConnell's baby, so you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he'll he'll uh, expedite that to to the floor, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, so. It's we are in this gray period where that responsible business people who are in it for the long run can get their businesses set up and make a great deal of money before a lot of regulation comes in. Mm. And the way you do that is you already build out your system to be in compliance of the regulation. A couple things I really want to make people 
make sure people understand though, is if you are farming, crop insurance is very difficult to find right now. Financial institutions are hesitant to bank hemp and CBD money. Um, the Department of Agriculture is waiting on all of the states to turn in their industrial production plans for hemp. So not every, it may be legal for you to grow in every state, but you may not be able to obtain a license to grow hemp. Mm-hmm. Um, even though the Farm Bill removed hemp from the Controlled Substance Act, there are a lot of caveats to be paying attention to. And then I have something that I like to call mind the gap because this is these are the gap years. So state level regulation hasn't caught up. Um, the Food and Drug Administration, we're seeing a lot of conversation in this um, question and, and answer exercise that um, the FDA is doing with the industry. And I'm very thankful to NCIA for having a voice in that. Um, I was able to speak with um, Andrew uh, just this morning about his work uh, in having that conversation. And he is actually one of our speakers at the Hemp Biz Conference that is being held at Cannabis Business Summit. And um, that's Andrew Klein. He's the NCIA Director of Public Policy. And then um, popping back into the Mind the Gap conversation, the FD, I'm sorry, the DEA, the Drug Enforcement Administration, they have not yet officially rescheduled hemp. And I don't know what the holdup is. So the inconsistency with the 2018 Farm Bill, the DEA is not formally on board yet. So hmm. there are some, uh, with a lot of questions comes a lot of opportunity. So if you are a legitimate business owner wanting to take advantage of getting into the hemp industry, this is the time to do it. And I will say, you know, a lot of our friends who have done really well in the marijuana industry, they are looking for a safer place to place their money and invest. And I'm seeing a a lot of people who really understand creating a culture of compliance doing really well in the hemp CBD industry. They understand banking compliance. They understand packaging and labeling. Um, they packaging labeling, and they understand how to run a business that is uh, basically supporting that health and wellness conversation that we were talking about. Right, right, absolutely. So yeah, interesting opportunity where um, the slowness, the glacial pace of the federal government and all of their bureaucracy is is this this opportunity to get ahead right before before those rules roll out and you did write a really great blog post recently i'd like to point out um, it lives on ncia's website it's called how to build a successful cbd successful hemp cbd company um, so i would definitely encourage readers to check that blog out and there's more information about how to get in touch with christy and attend her conference in that blog as well uh, well, we have to jump to a quick commercial break here, uh, but we will be right back to wrap up our conversation with Christy Lunsford. Stay tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. 
Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo. Register for an early bird discount now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio, talking all things hemp and CBD with Christy Lunsford. Um, and in the last segment, we, we talked a bit about <clears throat> NCIA's involvement in providing public comment and testimony to the FDA when they put out a request for it on the topic of hemp and CBD products. So as you mentioned, our our somewhat new director of public policy, Andrew Klein, uh, led a coalition of dozens of individuals, experts, medical experts, business experts to come up with testimony and recommendations for the FDA. So that's really exciting. And um, we're, we're glad to have Andrew for sure and looking forward to um, you know, seeing seeing what happens after the FDA kind of digests all that information for sure. Um, I would like to take a moment to look to the future, look into our crystal ball, <laughs> dream of all the possibilities of hemp. Um, it once provided humanity all kinds of products, textiles, hempcrete, every, I mean, hempcrete is the future, but um, there's all kinds of businesses and products that could pop up for people interested in investing. We're, we've already talked about all the hemp CBD products, just add, just add CBD, um, hmm. health products, and hempcrete is such a cool idea. Um, I think the uses and possibilities are kind of expansive. Can we talk about that for a minute? Absolutely. So, you know, I think from the root up, hemp was planted at Chernobyl in Russia after the new Chernobyl nuclear plant melted down as a phytoremediator. So hemp has, all cannabis plants have, this remarkable ability to draw toxins from the soil. So hemp is not only going to be a food and medicine for the future 
it also adds this other layer of sustainability to business development, which I find incredibly exciting. But I have it split up into three categories, flour, food, and fiber. So flour is CBD and their manufacturing opportunities, basically anything that touches the plant, extraction machines, knowledge, cannabinoid fractionization knowledge, product formulation, quality insurance, and, and compliance. And that's the flower side of things. Hemp food is delicious, but there's a lot of technology that is uh, needing to be developed there. When you harvest hemp seeds, they're very fragile and they need to be gently um, harvested and then drying, the de-hulling. Um, there's so many things that we could add hemp seed to, products for human consumption, uh, seed cake and hemp oil for animal cons- consumption. And when I say, so point, very important point here, CBD oil is the medicinal health and wellness derivative. Hemp oil is the cooking and nutrition derivative of the hemp seed. So two Mm, very mm -hmm. different things. So we've got flour, food, and then the really exciting things that are happening in fiber, amazing innovation. So everything from uh, decortication machines to break up the very fibrous, almost bamboo-like stems of industrial hemp, um, processing those fibers, fast and core fiber development, and then taking these things um, into industrial applications. And that would be micro fine graphite for batteries, um, using the hemp plant as biofuel. Um, There are so many different opportunities which exist in just making clothes and oil and Kevlar-like vests for law enforcement. Um, I I read a very interesting article on how we clothe our armed forces in the lowest bidders materials and how we fail them when they're in the field because their cotton clothes just disintegrate in, say, a a desert setting Mm -hmm. where the tensile strength of a hemp fabric would last for 10 times longer. So there's a lot of um, benefit to be added from utilizing hemp. So maybe you have um, a defunct paper mill in your town and there's no jobs and all of your teenagers are going to college and then not coming back to your community. Why not find an investor to start manufacturing um, hemp products at that mill? So, and then from the supply chain of things, you know, there's all that knowledge going into farming opportunities, certified seeds, um, understanding germination rates, harvest opportunities in different farm equipment. They're doing very well with the reemergence of the hemp industry, transportation and logistics. And then that conversation about supply chain management, banking, mm-hmm. finance, insurance, um, the marketing companies really love hemp because where a lot of them were not um, uh, more cautious, not wanting to get involved, um, they, they're, they're very interested in hemp. And then education, government affairs. So the opportunities are numerous if oh, we yeah. can 
fix the couple of things that are holding us back, which is, you know, this conversation around banking and finance and then not being able to promote our hemp products on popular social media sites. Mm -hmm. Totally. All right. Yes. It sounds like there, no matter what your background is, you can probably apply it to this, this next new industry. (laughs) That's that's the cousin of marijuana. Awesome. Well, we only have about a minute left here, but um, let's wrap by, by just um, first of all, mentioning um, our cannabis caucus event series is happening throughout the month of June. Um, I personally will be at our Northeast cannabis caucus on June 27th in New York City. Uh, So I look forward to seeing NCIA members there. And uh, finally, in July is NCIA's three-day conference, the Cannabis Business Summit and Expo. And as mentioned, Christy is hosting the add-on workshop called the Hemp Biz Conference. Um, uh, In the last few seconds here, um, anything you'd like to tell our audience about the Hemp Biz Conference? Certainly. So the best way to find out more about the Hemp Conference is on the CannabisBusinessSummit.com website. Go to the agenda and there's a drop down button for pre-summit workshops. You can find all about the learning objectives that we will go through in our full day hemp education and then get to understand who some of the expert speakers are who are coming in to educate with us and help you develop the hemp industry. Awesome. Uh, yes, if if you're at all interested in hemp and CBD, add that workshop onto your ticket at the conference for sure. All righty. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today and, and really taking that deep dive into uh, the hemp and CBD world uh, that's emerging here, re-emerging. And I really look forward to to the workshop at the Cannabis Summit. Thanks for being on the show today. Absolutely. Thank you, Bethany, for having me on. I really appreciate everything National Cannabis Industry Association has done for the industry. We appreciate you. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in um, to NCI's Cannabis Industry Voice. Until next time. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.